He finds how the devil are you? Well, I'm all right. Uh, I, I, I'm a bit worried that Hong Kong has had yet another setback in crawling into the 21st century. I mean, the rest of the world, in, in social terms, I'm talking, has, has sort of so got over these things. But here we are in Hong Kong. And this group, and I'll read out their name because, you know, you couldn't make it up. They're called the Family School Sexual Orientation Discrimination Ordinance Concern Group. Is there a great <laughs> they're, they're, uh, synonym or whatever? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're obviously the, master, the masters of the, of the snappy title. But anyway, th- this is a bunch of people who apparently are spending their working, waking hours... I mean, get this. Oh, yeah, spending yeah, yeah. their waking hours going into public libraries, looking into books for, for the under-fives. The under-fives. I mean, uh, I do that all the time. You, an unnatural you, interest yeah, in... <laughs> an unnatural interest in books for very small children. And they've discovered that some of them... Hey... And if the listener is listening, now is the time to turn off. Some of them are inappropriate for small children because they suggest that two people of the same sex could well have a relationship. Gosh, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything more awful than that. Nothing comes to mind at all. Nothing. So they've actually... So, I mean, it's bad enough that they spend their time pottering around libraries, looking at books for kiddies and, and, and drawing up a list. You remember lists? very dangerous things in some people's hands, drawing up a list of books they consider to be inappropriate. Now, you would have thought that anybody in the Leisure Cultural Services Department, one of my very favourite government bureaucracies, staffed by people of impeccable credentials, some of whom can read, um, you would have thought that when they got this list, they would have said, oh, go away, do something useful, you know, do something up against a tree but you know we've got a job to do we're running a library here but no they didn't they said oh my god oh god you know a book about two male penguins and this is where it gets really really dodgy two male penguins having an affair that's the sort of thing that we need to put in the closed stacks so that the average five-year-old can go to the library and say, oh, I want admission to the closed stacks, please. <laughs> In a Mac. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Oh, sh- don't say want- anything. And, and, you know, a, a card will be slid over to the five-year-old. says, all right, son. Read it, but it's at your own risk. You know what I mean? Put it in a plastic bag. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we're laughing about this well, because it is there? farcical. But, you know, this is Hong Kong that, that, that a couple of weeks ago upheld a ruling that, that um, uh, the courts, I should say, upheld a ruling that ensured di- discrimination against same-sex couples in, in rights to pensions and this sort of thing. So, I mean, you know, you do have to wonder whether... Is something very odd going on? I mean, first of all, why do they spend so much time on this when the rest of the world's already decided, oh, get over it, you know, these, this stuff happens. If it's not for you, don't do it. If it is for you, do it. I mean, that's kind of where I stand on this. Um, although, you know, compulsory homosexuality, I, I think, is something that should be considered. However, Steve, we yes. are, they are allowed to read about those two penguins walking from the South Pole to Mount Ararat to get on board a boat. Yes, yes, but we don't quite know where their steps tread during that long (laughs) march to Mount Ararat. (laughs) You 
know, I mean, when in the in the um, in in the good old days when you had the McCarthy trials in America, you used to have grown-ups reading grown-up books and go, "Oh, I think that's a bit communist," and you know that would, "Oh, that's, that's true, antichrist. Yeah. Let's get rid of that." But I mean, that was quite bad enough. And of course, the Nazis were very big on burning books. But isn't it great that in Hong Kong, attention focuses on tiny tots books it's so trivial because nobody would have even known who knows to be honest i have no idea but i mean i don't know if these books are widely taken out or not i suspect maybe they are maybe they aren't i mean you know i i mean you know what what depresses me about this as i say is not that you've got a, a, a small group of bigots who, who actually go around in their dirty Macs reading books looking for what they think is perversion. It's that an official body should sit there and take them seriously. That's what I find offensive. Well, that's the big question. So, you know... Actually, why they, why they would. Well, the Letter and Cultural Services Department, as I say, one of my very favourite departments, has said, oh, no, 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 these books are perfectly all right, um, and, and that's why we're keeping them in the library. Thinking, oh, hang about, they're keeping the library, they're putting them in a closed section. <laughs> Which <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you, <laughs> no, but honestly, these guys, breath. these guys, I mean, I'm assuming went round loads of places in Hong Kong like a hit squad, yes, looking for children's books that yes. might have anything to do yes. with Uncle Andy and Auntie Edward. Yes, I know, I know. It's well, it's those two penguins that are kind of keeping me up at night because I mean, you know, where are they now? You have to ask yourself that. I mean, the massive irony is. Well, you've got to you've got to admit the massive irony is the the personal relationship between the fellow in charge of this and a particular son he, he has. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I mean, it 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 it, it sort of it, it mixes tragedy, farce, and absolutely appallingness all in one glorious mixture, which you can tie up with a pink ribbon. But at the end of the day, <coughs> at the end of the day, does it matter? Well, I think it matters not. Because, if you are in a family like this, yeah, you, you've got it handled. Yeah, you know, if you're in a family like that, you've got it handled. But, I mean, it, it matters because it reflects the fact that the bureaucracy here will respond to these people. That's what matters. Now, I mean, every society has a few obsessives. You know, there are, there are, there are some obsessive people who, who are sort of very offended by the fact that we used to have red letter boxes and they went... <coughs> pattering around going oh no 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 that's a colonial relic we've got to get rid of them well you know they were kind of sad and pathetic but they're still there but they're green yeah, i know the they're green by the way um but you know i don't think that changed civilization as we know it anyway you know bad luck to them that's all i can say i just, I just honestly wonder why there's always a hidden story here i mean you know these guys went around going we can't have that poor look at the legs on that piano yes. um and then a government department blinks over it i, I mean, know if i did it they tell me to go away well they probably tell you to go away in any circumstances well, that's but, my point yeah know. i know i know i mean you, i mean what um i wonder about in all of this i mean other than the fact that people literally spend their time pouring through kiddies books looking for things that are unsuitable what i wonder about that is really how much they represent anybody in society i suspect they always say oh we 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 represent the moral majority you know we're holding out against gay marriage but actually and they go i i represent the majority where, where is the evidence for this i haven't seen it I haven't even seen an opinion poll, not that they're particularly reliable, but <laughs> I've never seen such a thing in Hong Kong. And the irony is they probably formed this association in a grinder chat room. Well, 
I mean, really. Well, I, kind of really. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the trouble with that is the title is too long for the message. <laughs> the Family School Sexual Orientation Discrimination Ordinance Concern Group. I mean, put put that on your on your what's it and yeah, see where well, you anyway, get with that. Let's file that in small Hong Kong. Shall we, shall we file that in small Hong Kong? Shall we go on to a to a more entertaining and and um, and, and restful subject, which is government lying? So now we discover that... I'll the, get the coffee. <laughs> you can get the coffee, yes. Now we discover that the Bridge to Nowhere, the, which is also known as the Macau-Juhai-Hong Kong Bridge, or maybe it's the other way around, who knows, um, is going to get something like 26% less traffic than the government told us it was going to get. Uh, meanwhile... Well, it's going to cost 200% gonna... <laughs> more than the government told it. And it's delayed for two years. Uh, remember, it's still not open, this wretched bridge. But, you know... We were lied, we, the great unwash, were lied to about how many people wanted to use this bridge. We were lied to over the fact that it actually would be a bridge that people could use. But we, we now discover none of this is true. None of it is true. Fewer people than were expected would use it. And they said, oh, well, that's it's hardly our fault. There's other bridges being built. I'm thinking, gosh, Hang on. read yeah. a newspaper. You'd soon find out that there were other developments going on in the Pearl River Delta. Yeah. But, you know, I've read a newspaper myself and discovered that. But one of the reasons, of course, why so few people will use it is it's just so damn difficult to use it. The only way you can drive across the bridge is to get a permit that most people won't be allowed to be given. <laughs> you could possibly go to the car park at one end of the bridge if you could get into it, but there's not many parking spaces. Then get on a bus, because remember, you can't just drive on a bridge. Who, who's ever heard of people being able to drive on a bridge? It's, I don't know. Some places, apparently... Do you know, some places... People drive on bridges without permits. Not Have you ever heard of that? There is a video doing the rounds, apparently, with, with, with explanations of how you get your tickets and bloody blah. Yes. Blah. Um, and, and how do you park uh, in a car park with six spaces when there's 100 cars queuing up to get in there? Um, one one commenter. Uh, there's, a, there's a Hong Kong Free Press article about this. I haven't seen the video. I must check it out. Go on. Some bloke says, get on the ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, those those delightful ferries that go to Macau, they, they presumably um, uh, will still be in business, incidentally. David Webb says it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than to drive your car from Hong Kong to Macau, even for the park and ride. He says this video on the procedure is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to watch that. We haven't seen we, it. We'll have to watch the I video. I can't wait for the audio version, because <laughs> guarantee you there will be one. There will be one. But, I mean, it, uh, David Webb is quite right. I mean, the procedures for just using this bridge are only a bureaucrat sitting there in office but remember they've had lots of time because there's been so many delays that they they're sitting there the people in charge of the bridge are sitting there saying oh look my clipboard's empty let's let's add another regulation because oh, oh, oh hang on wait a minute i can add another regulation where, where do we actually get on it in hong kong let's ask bog standard questions here well actually it's a pretty good question. Go Amazingly, coming I, I from you. I don't drive, so I wouldn't know. No, no, but apparently <laughs> there are a number of options. You can get a bus. Go on, I don't know where those buses are starting See, from, but some of the buses will start from close to the bridge. If you want to drive to the car park, this is the bit where it all gets a bit hazy. Go on, so you can't actually drive across the bridge, but you can drive to a car park and then get on a bus. Right. What is not clear is how you can do that. Where, and parking. And where do you which train is, to park like... your car? Will there be enough spaces to park your car? You know, will will and how it, much it, it apply cost? to, you know, months with an R in them, etc., etc.? So I don't know. I don't know. We're still waiting to hear all about this. Uh, what we do know 
is that if you have one of the squillion dollar cross-border driving licenses, and remember there's hardly any of those... Oh, and, and on the black market for, for, for the power of 10 that's price. The, that's the squillion dollars I was oh, referring okay. to, yes. Um, or if you're a member of the MPCC WXYZ, you can get one. So I'm joining that, incidentally. <laughs> I'm, I put in my application. I'm just waiting for the paperwork to come through. Yeah. Um, if, if you've got one of those, you're in Clover. You can actually get on the bridge. I don't know what the toll is for those very few people who will be allowed to use the bridge. But the thing is that even before this massive construction started, consuming billions of dollars, costing tens of lives. Remember all the people who've been killed um, in the making of this bridge and all the rest of it. We knew from day one that they actually hadn't worked out how anybody could use the bridge. And, you know, there were people like me going, well, this is ridiculous. And I remember asking various government departments, it was ages ago, and they were going to me in this patch, and I said, oh, don't you worry, it's all being sorted out. I don't know why your pretty little head is, is getting exercised by this. Well, this thing is supposed to be opening sometime this year, apparently, and we still don't know the answers to all those things. I've got, I'm going to put the video You've up. got the video, I'm, have you? I'm watching it. I is mean, it good? I well, mean, is it the sort? Is it is it up to the standard of an API? Well, it is an API. Oh, it is an API. Uh, hang sorry. On, upon the, let me just quickly rewind this. I yeah, don't know if re I can re oh, you're going to start from the beginning. Upon the commissioning of the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge, Hong Kong registered private car owners can join the Macau Port Park ride to drive their private cars to Macau via the bridge and park the private cars also in the short-term basis at the car park of the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge Frontier Post at Macau Port. Uh, I'll put the link and, up. And I'll, so I'll, we I'll, go I'll, on. I'll put the link up. On you're going to put it on your face ache page. I'm going to put it exactly up there. Right. All well, right, then, what do you want to do after the news? Well, I think after the news, Maybe, and no one in Hong Kong's interested in this, we might talk about property. Oh, so stay dry or whatever. Or enjoy it. Love thunderstorms in Hong or Kong. Or maybe there won't be one. Or maybe there won't be. Get your bikini on. <laughs> Especially you. Steve Vines yes. is with me. What do you want to do? Well, I'm sitting here in a bikini yes, as, as, and, 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 and a wing collar. Um, where are we? Ah, yes, property. So we're about to hear from the government a bold new scheme to um, levy a tax on property developers who keep premises... Empty, vac vacant, whatever the word is. Why, why do they do that? By because the way? they think the price is Give going to go up. Right. And okay. and do you know they're right? Because despite all these many many schemes that there are, many many schemes that there are, what yeah. has happened to property prices? Uh, they've gone up. They've gone yeah, up. they've gone up. I mean, Hong Kong now has the record for the sort of um, ridiculous ratio of property prices to size. So, you, you know, there's this, this famous story about the, the car parking space in Homantin that was sold for six million bucks. And they're going, I wonder why people are upset about property prices. Uh, because nobody can afford them. That's why people are upset about it. <laughs> so anyway, so there's this new scheme and the Real Estate Developers Association. And we can't understand why you're bringing this scheme. There's only uh, at most 3,000 vacant uh, um, properties. Even the government, bless them, have identified 9,000 uh, units that, that, that are sitting there waiting for somebody to come What, and what about the them? ones, I think, I thought it was fairly the, common knowledge that people particularly, yes, from, from, from the mainland will rent them or buy them and well, buy them and, and leave them empty. Yeah, I mean, there's not really, the, the, the thing with that is there's nothing you can do about that. If someone, it, it, they're, they're considered occupied, 
even though you're quite right, they are empty. But, you know, when they're not occupied and they're not sold and they're not rented, then at least you know where to find them. Right. Anyway, the good thing about this is it won't, ha- won't make any difference. None of the government schemes have made zilch, zilch and zilch worth of difference. So you've got, instead, you've got the, 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 what's it called, the land task force going around. And every time a proposal comes up to them, they go, oh, no, no, we can't consider that because, because actually it's all it's all window dressing they ain't gonna you know they ain't gonna come up with anything surprising what they will come up with in fact i can tell you now i'll now read the report on behalf of the land task force Uh, we have considered all the options there are many complications and many aspects to be considered however we think and we've spent a lot of time thinking about this we think on the whole we've got to consider um what are easily accessible development sites, for example, on the fringes of the country parks and in reclamation areas? And, you know, everybody's been saying to them, you know, these are the least desirable. Oh, no, 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 that's complicated. And there's a lot of ownership issues to be considered. We're looking into it. We're no, 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 we're it. actively <laughs> we're, we're actively <laughs> looking into it. And we may well, aha, here's the key. Yeah. We may well, and I say this on behalf of the Land uh, Task Force, we may well consider a commission a fresh study into those aspects, what have not been covered so far and heretofore end of story and and the point is um that basically what they'll come up with is a plan for demolition of part of the countryside um they'll ignore the gaping scandal of all these brownfield sites um they'll probably ignore this new thing that's come up you know this great wadge of land next to the disney theme park which you know having been such a success uh brackets not they're now saying oh we've got to keep that land in case we want to expand it and they're going oh yes 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 yes, yes. (laughs) no of us really knew that was there Um, well until i mean i have to say i've i've been there because um my company does a bit of business with them and i've i've driven into that landscape gardening (laughs) and it has it did actually strike me at the time there seems to be an awful lot of land hovering around in the area they've got very big car parks i think um, we should note that um big car parks wonderful car parks there's nothing wrong with their car parks they're lovely um (coughs) so you know you, you've got all this. You've got the obvious sources of land, as I say, on the Bramfield sites. And you've got what is really the crucial issue here, yeah. which is that the problem for most Hong Kong people is not property, it's housing. You may think, oh, well, gosh, those two things are the same. They're not in Hong Kong, because the average person couldn't possibly, in their wildest dreams, hope to purchase a home. What they could do is live in public housing. And the public housing scheme, because of the lopsidedness and the impossibility of the Hong Kong system, just has to be expanded. It's as simple as that. Oh, and by the way, they don't have to put up the most ugly buildings on the planet when they're... You know, it doesn't cost more to build a nice building than it does to build the world's most ugly building when you're planning a public housing estate. And the other thing, of course, you could do is you could finance a lot of that by expanding the home ownership scheme because the average joe people who have got you know who, who strangely enough can't even afford a six million dollar car pay park, attention yeah. um they they will be able to buy home ownership schemes so every time they launch a new tranche of um properties under that of course there's an absolute mountain of applications for obvious reasons because you know i understand how people want to actually own their own home i don't think there's anything terrible about no. that but it isn't going to happen through the private sector it just the system now 
is so appalling. It's so biased. More land needs to be allocated for public housing. They've got to get on with building it and just house people in half-decent homes. End of story. Let the property market waddle on on its own behalf because it will waddle and waddle it waddle and the average joe in hong kong is never going to have anything to do with it mm. can we just go to the morning brew research department for a second yes could we go there because i want to say well done to alan who's written me an email and he's actually watched the video about the macau jew high bridge blah, blah, blah. he said oh just, this is what we were talking about here we go just watched it he says you need to have a stack of paper and forms that will take weeks to get permits insurance reservations one thing i noticed oh, you have is, to get insurance as well I don't, well that's what alan said okay he says one thing i noticed is you need not just a hong kong quote closed road permit and macau identification label but also a mainland temporary license because the bridge is in mainland waters anyway of course it's completely absurd and kafkaesque but on the other hand anything that makes driving cars into hong kong harder is actually a good thing best would be to not build the damn thing at all says alan well anyway it's a bit late for that though, he's done his it? homework yeah well done well i mean those of us and i'm sure the listener is one of them who love paperwork will love the bridge it's as simple as that well there's an interesting thing you need paperwork from both ends like of course you do <laughs> of but course you don't you think do. about that no, of course do you. you do and and why not make it from three ends if you want to go to juhai as well oh yeah yes yes because <laughs> macau's an SDR. Which, which end is down anyway go on so so we've got the bridge to nowhere which people won't be using now we've got the the other thing that they lied about this week was the um the technical talent technical technological talent admission scheme do you remember that no another bold initiative from the government to allow 1000 people per year in without all the paperwork oh yeah uh but you know the devil is in the detail one is they haven't actually worked out the details so the thousand figure is based on oh that's right thin air we knew before but they've just emphasize this that the only people who can apply for this talent blah 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 admission scheme this is is companies either in cyberport or in the science park um so you know what is it it's another bit of baloney which first of all isn't going to happen because most of those companies in cyberport don't do actually do anything technological um unless you include warehousing in that um, most of the um, science park people, I, I don't know, are they looking for technical people from abroad? I'm sure some of them are. But whether they need a thousand, I don't know. Whether there are other companies in Hong Kong, because remember, one thing about new technology, even I know this, and I ain't no new technologist, even I know this, is that it starts small and hopefully gets big. So you might get a bloke in Wong Tai Sin working away busily and saying i tell you what i wouldn't half mind someone who really knows about this from india to come or wherever they are I don't think and it's they're actually going meant for people from no india, it's not meant for people to, from be india, honest. to be absolutely honest yes that's that's quite true we want different sorts of chaps coming in but anyway my basic point is this is that you know the whole point about techn- technology startups is they're small mm. they're not going to be in government premises and you know they may well you, you know a lot of them are typically started by people who went to university together. And if you went to an international university, you may well know someone, I'm exaggerating here, from Albania, and you may well know someone from the United States. And there's a country next to the United States which is no longer friendly with the United States called Canada, so you may know someone from there. So you get together all your mates, and you try and apply for this scheme, and they say, well, sorry, sorry, you're, you're not in the cyberpiss or port or whatever it's called. You're not in the, the in, in the science park or whatever that's called. 
go away. Mm. Don't tick the boxes. <laughs> Don't tick the boxes. All right, then. I think we've got time for a quick PS, which is... Which, well, you choose. Which is, I could just say, can I just say, because I know nothing about it whatsoever, this right. is on the subject of the World Cup. You always come with an encore, <laughs> don't you? It's, it's such arrogance. Can I just say, as someone who comes from, from the United Kingdom, yeah. England will not be vulgar enough to win the World Cup. <laughs>